1: What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys had a great weekend, a great show for you today. I was joined by my good friend Ian Hayworth. Always a great time talking to Ian, and we covered a lot. We we, uh, we covered quite a bit today. I think you guys will enjoy it. We talked about uh, President Trump's cowardly interview on Fox News yesterday. We talked about the media's reaction to Build Back Better going down in flames. We talked about uh, Joe Biden's Christmas card to the— to Republicans wishing them death this Christmas. Uh, Just great stuff there from the president. Uh, We covered a lot. I think you guys will enjoy it. Before we get to Ian, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. And if you are on iTunes, uh, please take a few seconds to give us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. Alright. Without further ado, the great Ian Hayworth. All right, guys. We're here with my brother Ian Hayworth. Ian, how you been, man?
0: I'm doing well. I'm reveling in success. I look like I might make it through the first round of the playoffs in our fantasy league. So, I, yeah, I'm just, man. I'm a happy guy today.
1: Yeah, congrats, dude. Your first uh, year in the league, and it looks like it looks like you might actually beat the defending champion of the league in the first round of the playoffs. So that's a it's a big accomplishment in in a in a game that is like
0: 99% dumb luck, but still. yeah but that one percent is pure genius
1: absolutely absolutely i think the the genius of fantasy football is just like not overthinking it like (laughs) whenever i lose it's because i like think myself in circles and like bench some guy that should never be on my bench you you know what i mean it's just like just trust the the freaking pro Bowl players and do your thing
0: Mm -hmm. just leave them alone
1: yep so uh man i Big news weekend. I mean, my goodness. It was one of those fire hose type uh, weekends in the world of politics. Um, I guess we can start off with some good news for once. It's been it's been a while, actually,
0: since yeah, we've reported
1: absolutely. any good news. But um, the Build Back Better bill, Joe Biden's $5 trillion tax and spend package is dead for now. Joe Manchin uh, decided to save the country from a world of pain. Uh, I mean, good on old Joe, obviously. Um, the Democrats are, you know, as soon as they Congress is back in session in January, going to try to blow out spending again. But at least for now, um, we definitely dodged a bullet.
0: Month on month, just have got to take it day by day. It's What I enjoy the most, though, is the sudden descent into madness over what, over what democracy is. You've got a lot of people yeah. returning to the one, one senator is holding up everything. This isn't democracy. It's like, Well, first off, we're not a democracy, as we say almost every time we speak. But second off, this is quite literally democracy. If one person has one vote and it just comes down to one vote in this case, it's watching them losing their mind is a special kind of joy, I must say.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really is. And it's like they, they don't even mention for some reason the fifty Republicans voting. Yeah, I wonder why. This. It's just Joe
0: Manchin. Weird.
1: <laughs> and another another odd thing too, it's I mean, this is I think smart politics from the Democrats. I mean like the AOCs and these people and the clowns in the media don't understand this, but I think Joe Manchin does understand this. Um, I mean, there were a handful of other Democrats who were a no vote on this. Kirsten Sinema mm-hmm. was a no. I think uh, John Tester up in Montana was a no as well. Um, but, you know, I think Joe Manchin just kind of chose to take the arrows for those guys because they're more vulnerable, you know, yeah. uh, this year. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it was more just smart politics. You know, I, I think there were a handful of votes away from getting this passed. But, you know, Joe Manchin's good to go. He's not up for re-election anytime soon people love him in West Virginia. <laughs> you know, he's, he's the last Democrat in the state, but he still wins re-election, you know, every 6 years uh, by generous margins. So, you know, we'll we'll see. Like you said, take it one day at a time. They're going to keep trying to tax the crap out of us and spend us into oblivion, but you know, <laughs> the republic survives another day, I guess. But the, the the corporate press response from this was hilarious. Um, you know, Mansion goes on Fox and tells Biden to suck a fat one. And the response from the left-wing networks I don't know if it's because no other Democrats wanted to come on these shows, but all the best they could do is to bring on, like, Ilhan Omar and AOC to call <laughs> West Virginians idiots and to screech about how democracy means giving them whatever they want. So it's like, it, it's so funny to me that th- this was the clapback, like, the response to this was AOC. Like, that's the best the Democrats could come up with. Like, that's that was fascinating to me. I, I figured there'd be, you know, a Chuck Schumer or Nancy Pelosi going on the Sunday show, something like that.
0: Well, Nancy Pelosi was probably sleeping off Saturday night, so she probably Fair. wasn't available. That's right. <laughs> but it's, what I find so interesting is just the way the Democratic Party right now, whenever they get smashed back by something, you know, there's some kind of obstacle thrown in their path. Their response is always to double down. It's never to take a step back and think even how, like a different way they can get what they want to get done, done. It's always, well, this just means we need more government. We need more money. And then you have someone like AOC who's quite willing to say whatever that side of the party wants to hear. She also has nothing to lose. I think we're seeing two sides of the sword here in that Manchin has really everything to lose. And so he's having to act in a way that I, I think this is in line with his conscience, but also it's in line with politics. She has nothing to lose because she could be a full on communist with, <laughs> with a hammer and sickle walking up and down the street with sort of demanding bread lines that people would still vote for her. And so the fact that She is the, as you said, the voice piece, I think says a lot about where the Democratic Party is going. But also the fact that a lot of, not even moderate, but slightly more moderate than AOC Democrats aren't willing to say what they think on this. I think it's showing how broken the party is because you've got Biden being basically run by the radicals and no one else is stepping up to even say something different. And Manchin is really the only Democrat I can think of that's been outspoken and sensible on this matter. Like I'm sure there are some behind closed doors who are, are doing sensible things. But in public, he's the only one. Can you think of anyone else?
1: No. No, I, I can't. And I, uh, you know, it is funny. Politically, I mean, obviously, if this, if we just poured another $5 trillion into an already overheated economy, um, I mean, stagflation. I mean, we're already going to hit stagflation here in the coming months and years. It's going to be bad. A lot of people are going to be hurt. Uh, destroy only destroy only the this. rich
0: people i've been told i've been told by Gensaki that inflation only affects the rich if you have less than four hundred thousand dollars you're actually going to have more money it's fine <laughs> don't worry about it
1: <laughs> right well we will have more money uh it is <laughs> we'll, worth yeah we will have nothing. more <laughs> yeah you'll no, use it right. the toilet I mean, paper but you no know, the, the poor will have a lot more u.s dollars That that is happening but uh yeah you know, like the, we are still going to get hit hard obviously stopping this five trillion uh helps i mean it, it does ease some of the 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 financial hardship moving forward for sure. Um, But just politically speaking, I mean, I think Joe Manchin did Joe Biden a massive favor here. I mean, obviously, like, it is, people do care about their pocketbooks. It is the economy, stupid, still. Mm -hmm. Um, And, I mean, like, I mean, this would have been a absolute travesty. I mean, this would have absolutely destroyed the economy sooner than later. So, I mean, honestly, if you're Biden, I mean, planning on running for re-election, you should be thanking Joe Manchin right now. I mean, there's nothing good would have, like, you know, no, the Democrats wouldn't have gotten any of their commie, you know, fairy tales out of this anyway, and then it would have just destroyed the the currency. So, I mean, this is, politically speaking, great for Biden, I think. I, I, don't, I don't get why, like, p- people on the right are all like, oh, see, Biden administration's dead, you know, this is, it was, they're all banking on this, I'm like man, do you know what would have happened to this guy if they did pass this? <laughs> mm-hmm. know, like, that, that would have truly destroyed his presidency. So honestly, I think Manchin did a favor to his party doing this.
0: Well, there's also the thing that Democrats love, which is to be seen trying to do something and failing because of the system. And so therefore the system needs to be changed. Right. Because every time – they love standing there with these big ideas because they get the sort of holier-than-thou response where they can just say, I have these grand, bold ideas for the country and I'm the only one brave enough to be pushing them. They can really kind of bang their own drum over that one, and if someone stands in their way, it doesn't take away the positives they got from saying these bold things, and so they still get that win. But then they get to play victim by saying, like, "Oh, I see the the filibuster or this one Democrat they're standing on the way. That's why we need to overhaul the, the Senate."
1: Now that they they yes. want to abolish the Senate today. That's the new talking point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Yeah, but I, I think I, I think you're right in that it does play into their hands somewhat because not only does it give Biden protection, as you said, but it, it allows them to say all the ideas without having to pay the consequences for those ideas. And people love big, fancy ideas. It's like that's all Pete just has, is just saying things that sound exciting if you don't really listen. And so this will allow them to keep saying, oh, if only we had passed Build Back Better, this would have happened. It'll almost be a mirror for them. And so, yes, I think it's a, a short-term victory in that we stop this from happening, but we need to make sure that our strategy is more than just stopping the Democrats. It's providing an alternative viewpoint and also explaining why everything they want is bad, not just these giant, insane ideas.
1: Yeah, I mean, you couldn't—you you hit the nail on the head. I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, I, I mean, obviously we can dunk on this administration with their stupid, evil, you know, tax hikes, getting you know, going down in flames. Obviously, that's great. But I mean, just seeing the the victory laps that Republicans are taking this morning. It's like, dude, the Democrats already spent five trillion this year. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> you just stopped them from spending five trillion more. I mean, look at the economy, they've already destroyed it. It's gone. Yeah. I mean, hyperinflation is coming. I mean, another recession, maybe a depression is coming. You haven't stopped anything. You know what I mean? Like you I mean I, I get it, this is a this is a victory. But <laughs> How about we actually reduce spend? I mean, like, reduce balancing the budget, reducing spending, getting rid of yep. all these ridiculous, monstrous, evil programs would actually be a victory worth celebrating. Not just you know reducing the amount of evil coming out of this administration by twenty percent or whatever. You know, like I'm, <laughs> yeah. not, I'm not willing to throw a, a party to celebrate that. Um, one more thing, I, I want to get to uh, something Donald Trump said yesterday, um, but since we did mention the press. D- Dude, two CNN producers were outed as pedophiles last week. I mean, this is just incredible. Chris Cuomo's producer, uh, former, you know, I I guess Cuomo was out before his producer was, but he was arrested for grooming a nine year old girl for sex. And then uh, Jake Tapper's producer was outed by Project Veritas. They have him on tape fantasizing about his fiance's underage daughter. Uh, So, yeah, CNN, man. This is CNN. (laughs) Like, it's just funny. And it's like. I remember my dad I was having a conversation about politics in circa twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen with my dad. And uh typical, you know, boomer Republican guy, you know. And it, <laughs> it was like he uh it, it was just, you know, he was somebody was talking about, you know, how Bill Clinton was credibly accused of rape by Monita Broderick and then uh it was something came up with uh freaking what's it who's Hillary Clinton's right-hand man, the
0: mm-hmm.
1: Arab chick, Anthony Weiner's wife. Anyway, but something came out with Weiner, and he was, you know, sending dick pics to underage girls and stuff like that. And my dad was just like, who are these people? <laughs>
0: like <laughs> like,
1: if your husband's a rapist, your best friend's husband is a pedophile, it's like, you're just, you can't, you're not a good person if these are the people you choose to associate with. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, I've never met a pedophile before. Ian, I'm guessing you haven't either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I don't know. At least I maybe I'm naive, but I'd like to think pedophilia is pretty rare. You know what I mean? I don't. I, I hope people aren't walking around diddling kids, you know, en masse, But like, turns out CNN employs a bunch of them, and <laughs> they even even mention it. Like Brian Stelter, the media watchdog guy, didn't mention it that two of his producers were outed as sexual, you know, as pedophiles, and he spent his entire show whining about Fox News. I mean, I, the cryon was hilarious. It's like a, a week of embarrassing headlines for Fox News. It's like, bro, <laughs> just... you're surrounded by sex offenders. <laughs> you, this potato has the audacity to whine about Fox News. It's like, dude, these, these people, you, you, you have no— When Jake Tapper comes on and whines about whatever some Republican says, just laugh. Laugh in these people's faces. I and mean, his producer is a sex criminal. Like, I have no, like, these people have lost the ability—they've they've lost the moral standing to whine about us at all, about anything, yeah. any topic. Clean your own house, man. How about fire the pedophiles for whining about Fox News? My goodness.
0: All of this is to do with power, I think. I think people like that—anyone who wants to abuse anyone is naturally going to orient towards power because power is a good shield for what you actually want to do, which is get away with things like that. And so it doesn't really surprise me that some areas of politics and some areas of the media tend to be a haven for these people, because not only are you surrounded by other people who think the same way, and so it's going to be less strange. Academia is much the same way. You're seeing some ideas of, what do they call them? Is it minor attracted people? Instead, that that idea is starting to bubble through academia. And so it doesn't really surprise me that these people tend to gravitate towards position of power. But as you said, it's the utter moral hypocrisy that is just... So depressing and so hilarious at the same time. Like your tweet about Brian Stelter was just fantastic. The way he <laughs> stares into the camera so seriously, <laughs> talking about Fox News. Did you see that other video he did though about maybe we shouldn't destroy children's lives again over COVID? So, well, for someone who watches Fox News 24/7, we've been talking about things like that for a year and a half, Brian. So I'm I'm really not sure what he does with his time. But the lack of self-awareness in that man is stunning. I wish I was half of half of what he was in terms of lack of self-awareness i think just to have that kind of confidence in life must be such a boost
1: oh man (laughs) just to wake up every day know nothing but also (laughs) be utterly convinced that you are right and righteous about every area of your life it's a superpower yeah dude yeah man it's funny it's like uh i uh i was talking with our our mutual friend uh, JJ Leahy about this earlier in the football season about how I love watching Jameis Winston play football because he's awful <laughs> and just throws picks constantly and, but has been in the league like seven years and will just refuses to change anything. Like he set a record he threw 30 interceptions a couple years ago, 30, 30 picks in 15 games, 30, and changed nothing. <laughs> like, imagine being so confident in yourself. You can throw 30 interceptions and be like, yeah, bro, next year, I've got this. Doing the same thing, not changing anything. And it's like That's like Brian Stelter, man. It's like, it doesn't matter what evidence is in front of him. It doesn't matter how many pedophiles are sharing a lunch table with him at CNN. Old boy will change nothing. He's just doing his thing. Nothing will, <laughs> facts be damned, Ian. Like it does not matter. He will continue whining about Fox News until he's blue and his little potato face. He will change nothing. Nothing will dissuade him from from doing exactly what he's been doing for years. It's, it's incredible. I do
0: love his. I do love his show, though. I think he's he's just so delightfully funny because I think people like Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon are kind of borderline evil in the nonsense yeah. they push. But Brian Stelter is like the, the kid who's trying to be like them, but never will be. Yeah, he's yeah, kind of yeah. harm, harmless in a quite acute yeah. way. So it's just funny. It's yeah. just funny watching him try.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, that's totally right. He doesn't seem evil like some of the other guys do. <laughs> like, it, it's just, he's just a, I mean, he's just a no-nut. He's just a, he's a dweeb. Just like, he's man. just a dweeb. Yeah. It's funny, man. Yeah. I mean, it's like the same way with like, uh like AOC versus like a, Ilhan Omar, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. like Ilhan Omar is smart enough to be evil. Like, I don't think AOC is. I think he just doesn't know anything. just goes yeah, on TV just dumb, and just talks, you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. So uh, what we have to get to next is I have to upset the vast majority of my audience if you're, if you're up for it. <laughs> <Let's>, uh, <laughs> Everyone let's, turns off right now. Yeah, let's make some people mad. But uh, look, this has to be said because it's important. Dude, Donald Trump is becoming a little wimp. It's it's fascinating to watch. And it's like the, the more time that goes on, the less and less I like Donald Trump. He went on Fox yesterday. And I forget which woman was uh, interviewing him, but she she asked him why he didn't fire Anthony Fauci. And I, I'm paraphrasing here, but Trump's response was essentially, because the Democrats would have been mad at me. <clears throat> Excuse me? Mister Mr. Tough Guy President? the left would have been mad at you? The left called you a Russian asset for five years and impeached you twice <laughs> for no reason. I mean, they, they openly wished for you would die. Like, when he, had, when he had COVID, they were openly cheering for his death. And he doesn't fire Anthony Fauci because he thought the left would be... He thought the cable news channels would be mad at him. Like, honestly, dude, this, that's like that comment is disqualifying. Yeah. Like, I can't I can't support like the GOP can do better than that. We need somebody who's actually tough, doesn't just talk tough. I mean like we I'll vote for somebody in the Republican primaries who runs on a platform of firing all these little gremlins on day 1.
0: Well, you also then got to look at what he was saying about Israel. I think one of Trump's shining accomplishments was were the peace deals between various Arab nations who just a few seconds ago, wanted Israel dead. And now there are flights between the two countries and they're in photos hugging each other and there's menorahs showing up in Arab countries. It's it's incredible. It's one of the greatest um, foreign policy accomplishments in in modern times. I I truly believe that. And now he's on various interviews and transcripts trying to dunk on Israel and trying to dunk on American Jews, saying that evangelicals love Israel more than American Jews. American Jews don't care about Israel. Benjamin Netanyahu never wanted peace. Like, what are you doing? Not only is he trying to set fire to his own legacy, of which there are many good, good things, but he's also trying to single-handedly destroy the success of the GOP by turning people in on themselves, because there are some people on the right who are anti-Israel and there's some people who are pro-Israel, but by him sounding off on his own accomplishments, he's taking one foreign policy position that should be really a unifying principle and destroying it. And he's doing the same thing with Anthony Fauci rather than just saying, yeah, I should have fired him. I made a mistake. He, he just talks out of his ass constantly. And for someone who's famous for firing people, he didn't fire that many people. No, Fauci is one of many people who should have been out day one. He kept them around. It's, it's pathetic. And I think the fact that people still think he's the solution to any problems we have. He's the cause of a all of the problems we have.
1: Just for all the tough talk, man, watching him go out like this is just sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, he let he let Anthony Fauci hijack his presidency. Yep. I mean, he let Anthony Fauci get Joe Biden elected. Like, from day one, Anthony Fauci's mission was to bring down the Trump presidency and to get Joe Biden elected. That's what he was there to do. And Trump let it happen. He let it happen. And then even with all the election stuff, you know, like, all the election fraud stuff, like, I, one, I don't think that the Democrats— quote unquote changed enough votes to like change the outcome of the election or anything like that. But it's like, even if they did, right. Even if it, let's just say everything Trump said was true. You know, it's not dude. Why? Like, what's the purpose of just whining about it Mm -hmm. after the fact? It's like, dude, he could have like, do the Democrats cheat? Of course they're Democrats. That's what they do. It's like, (laughs) of course the the left cheats. They're leftists. They don't have, of course they do. Trump could have stopped the mail in ballot scheme. He could have stopped it. He could have put an end to all this stuff and said he just took it. He just took it like a little wimp and then whined about it like a child after the fact. That's like, dude, how about actually doing something? How about actually firing little tyrants like Fauci? How about actually standing up to the, the Democrats' plans to change how we vote in the United States? Like, he was the, pres- he was the, he was the president He of the United States. He could have put an end to it. He could have sued these states for changing the, ro- the laws in advance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, man talks a big game, doesn't back it up, and it's just wine. Like, I'm sure you're the same way, Ian. I just don't like seeing dudes whine.
0: No, it's you know, pointless. I, I, it's weak. I,
1: I mean, you're a 75 year old grown man. Like, what? What are you doing? Why, why? Why? What a pathetic interview he gave yesterday. Just whining, whining yeah. about the election, whining about fights. To be a man, you you could have done something about it and you didn't. My goodness, it's like i don't know man i'm I'm just kind of over this guy
0: yeah well also just to understand the damage he's done like he surrounded himself with some of the biggest dumbasses in legal history who oh proceeded yeah. to lose every single case that was put forward and these people are still a major voices on the right despite the fact that they helped destroy a presidency and also hand the senate over the, to the democrats because trump couldn't stop whining about the fact he lost the election he has no sense of the bigger picture i think we've we've said this before he has no sense of the bigger picture he's not a team player and he also doesn't think things through he just says things which a lot of people love because he's an everyday guy but most everyday guys aren't qualified to do the kind of things that we need him to be doing which is thinking about the big picture thinking about the gop direction thinking about how we get a republican in the white house and how we get congress back into republican control because that's really how we're going to change things We obviously need the right people running that because any Republican is not the same as a good Republican. Right. But he just doesn't think there's just no thought process going on. He's just spewing nonsense. And at what point do people realize that maybe he's not the guy moving forward? I think he was great um, in 2016. I think he did a lot of great things and he was kind of the man for the moment, but he didn't grow into that role. If anything, he receded. And we can't have someone who's, as you say, whining. You, You can't. You can't pursue victory from a position of weakness, and whining is weakness. Yeah, man. And I mean, can you imagine? Just it, it's a, it would be a gift to the left if he ran again in 2024. A you're gift.
1: absolutely right. And everybody's screaming and yelling at their phones right now and throwing their earbuds across the room. But we're right, and you all know it. All you people whining, all you people about to send me DMs on Twitter saying how awful I am, you know I'm right. <laughs> like you, Come on, man. Listen to that interview Trump gave Fox News yesterday and then tell me I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. You do know I'm right.
0: You know, also, and- Trump Trump could change, but he's not. That's the thing. If, if Trump changed, it would be a different matter. But people who disagree with you and I are going to have to explain how a man who lost by millions of votes in places he should have won walking away is going to win in 2024 when he hasn't changed and if anything, he's gotten worse. Yeah.
1: I mean, look, I appreciate a lot of the good things that Trump did. And you can continue to do that, of course. And you can realize that he was—and I do believe he was the man for the moment in 2016. I don't think any other Republican could have beaten Hillary Clinton. I don't think Ted Cruz could have. I don't think Rand Paul could have. I don't think any of them could have. But you can also acknowledge that his moment has come and gone. And you saw it. You saw when he—the real moment of his presidency was COVID, and he failed spectacularly like he had to be a man fire anthony fauci tell people to relax go back to work not cower in fear we're not going to shut down the economy and he failed he let fauci shut down the global economy how many deaths because i mean how many lives destroyed because trump was too weak to stand up to that little tyrant people died because trump didn't have the balls to fire anthony fauci I mean, businesses, lives destroyed, children's futures destroyed, because Trump didn't have the stones to stand up to one of his employees. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You're the president. You can fire anybody you want. And a mutual friend of ours in our fantasy football group chat, I'm not going to say his name, but he said this morning correctly that most Republicans would have done exactly what Trump did. Most Republicans wouldn't have fired Fauci. It's an election year. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to rock the boat. I get that. And she's totally right. But, like, I don't care. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he also said correctly, like, Rand Paul would have fired him, but probably nobody else. And, like, I'm like, okay, then Rand Paul's the only man qualified to be president. Like, if, if Rand Paul's the only Republican who would have fired Fauci, he's the only man that could do the job. And I don't think that's true. I think there are other Republicans that would have done the right thing and stood up to the COVID tyranny. I think Ron DeSantis would. I think Ron DeSantis has proved that he would because of how he's handled Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and there, there's certainly others. Thomas Massey probably would have thrown the guy off the roof of the White House. <laughs> <I> mean, really, <laughs> he really doesn't like uh, Anthony Fauci. But like, you know, I, it's true. Yeah. A lot of a lot of Republicans would have wimped out. It's not just Trump. You know, it's tough to do the right thing in an election year. OK. Anthony Fauci transformed the country I love into an authoritarian disaster and Trump let it happen. Okay, like I'm sorry, like the the he is the w- most wicked force in American politics since Woodrow Wilson. Talking about Fauci, okay, the, a truly wicked, evil human being who destroyed the economy, destroyed lives, and maybe changed the country that I love forever in a horrible, horrific way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, like this this is the stakes, like these are the stakes. Okay. This is—the magnitude of Trump's failure cannot be overstated here. And if Rand Paul's the only one that would have done a good job, then maybe he's the only one that should be supported in the the Republican primaries in a couple years. Like, I mean, the stakes are that high, man. Like, we—whoever I support in the GOP primary, and I will support one of them—I'm a registered Republican— he's going to be somebody who I have confidence in will fire all these little pricks day one and never let this happen to the country Mm -hmm. that I love ever again.
0: Well, there's two levels here because one, yes, he should obviously be fired because he's failed on so many ways, so many impactful ways. It's no debate at this point, but he should have been fired day one because he's got a history of this. I mean, if you look at him and the AIDS crisis, for example, but there's also another level, which is what is Fauci's job? Fauci's job as many of these other positions is to provide the person making the decisions with information. And then the person making all the decisions takes all these various viewpoints and then makes a calculated decision based on every single other position measured against each other. So we have the economic weight, we have the medical weight, we have the um, societal weight, all these different issues. Trump, like so many other politicians, wanted to avoid responsibility ultimately. So he was quite happy to hand the reins over to someone else, regardless of how qualified they are or whether they were going to look at these other issues, because then ultimately he is not to blame. And I think that's the biggest problem in American society, honestly. It's not even that people like Fauci exist. People like Fauci are always going to exist. It's that people don't have the guts to take the responsibility that comes with a position like that, which is to weigh out every single other position and make very difficult decisions. Difficult decisions that may involve some people dying, that is the role he wanted. He wanted to be president, and so he should have acted like one, rather than just doing the sort of the fun bits, which is talking about himself and complaining. But when it comes down to the actual decision-making, he handed it off to someone like Fauci. And the exact same thing is happening in Europe right now. People don't want to take responsibility for COVID. They don't want to take responsibility for the fundamental mortality of human beings. And so they're just handing their lives over to politicians on a platter, because then it's not their responsibility. And if we don't return responsibility to the center of everything we do, it's just going to be another Fauci and another Fauci and another Fauci. That's what needs to change, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And the the Fauci stuff, too, man, like. Sorry just to repeat myself, but it was clear by at least April of 2020 that like a vast majority of government bureaucrats, Fauci viewed his role. Uh, he he viewed if if you were to drug Anthony Fauci, give him truth serum, he would tell you that he believes his job is to get Democrats elected, mm-hmm. and that's what most of these people, all these, you know, CIA directors, FBI directors, all these people, and then the, the 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 COVID regime with with Fauci and the others. If you gave them truth serum, they would tell you it is my job to destroy the Republican Party. Once Trump figured that out, I I don't even understand like. It's it's in your own best interest, bro. <laughs> you know what yep. I mean? Like, this man is trying to destroy you. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it makes it even more fascinating that he didn't have the balls to do the right thing. It's just crazy. So, one, one more thing before I let you go, Ian. Um, Did you get your, your Christmas card from Joe Biden when he, uh, he, he told <laughs> you that he wants you to die a painful death?
0: <laughs> one of I, the nastier I, ones I've received in recent years.
1: Yeah, I, I've never seen anything like it, man. Like, Joe Biden truly hates us. You know, and I, I, to the point where it's it's so out in the open, I don't think I can, I can, like Obama would let the ma- the mask slip, right? They cling to their guns and their Bibles, and then Hillary mm-hmm. Clinton would, would let the mask slip with basket of deplorables, and that's probably why she lost. But this administration, this regime doesn't hide it at all. I mean, they, they, they truly, like, I've never hated anything in my life as much as, as Joe Biden hates Republicans, I mean, they sent out a memo saying that Republicans are all going to die this Christmas, essentially. Yep. It was truly vile stuff, truly wicked stuff. And this is completely accepted in Democratic circles, in the, in the press. It seems like a lot of people on the left have bought into the notion that it's okay to hate half the country.
0: Well, it's because they, they found a nice little shield for the actual issue, because they're not calling people out because they're Republicans. They're using COVID as like the, the thin veil on their actual hatred. And they're getting that's away why, with it.
1: That's why I'm just getting to brass tacks and just <laughs> – yeah. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. But
0: Oh, no, of course. But like, but it's it's like a, the best cheat code they've ever, ever discovered because everything they want, everything they want to say in terms of demonizing can be achieved by leveraging people's individual fear of death. Yeah. Because everyone is losing their rational mind of a basic human-to-human interaction because they're scared of a virus that is very likely not going to kill you especially with Omicron I think that's the funniest thing is that by all current data it looks like it's more infectious and less deadly and yet yeah. Biden is going out every second he has saying like oh it's the unvaccinated spreading it's the unvaccinated dying that's just not true look at the nba they are they're dropping like flies in terms of catching covid and they I think it's the most vaccinated sports league it's in
1: like the country. 97% of them are, are vaccinated there's only like a few guys
0: in yeah. the entire league it's like that Kyrie are- Irving and that's it
1: and the guy from the magic the cool guy from <laughs> orlando i forget his name <laughs>
0: But yeah, it's just it's unbelievable. But people have lost their a uh, their ability to think rationally because of fear. Because a lot of people don't accept the risk of life. They don't accept the risk of day-to-day interaction that you might catch something, and they don't adjust new data. Like I was far more strict on things like mask wearing and social distancing early on when I didn't know what COVID was. Now we know what COVID is. We have the data, and so the fact that people aren't waking up and aren't going back to normal life because that's exactly where we should have been for a year at this point. It's unbelievable, and people like Biden are just licking their lips because they know they can get away with anything because people are terrified.
1: And it's such a, it's such an evil tactic, man. Yes, it's, it's, unbelievably it's, evil. It's, it's, for for the, his own political gain, Joe Biden is encouraging his supporters to hate their political opponents. He's he's telling the Democratic Party that it's okay to hate Republicans. Like what a wicked person. Yeah. Like there's no justification for voting for Joe Biden at this point. Like maybe there was, you know, last year, like you really hated Trump and he's big and orange and mean in the tweets. Not anymore. I mean, I I sincerely hope that Joe Biden voters do some soul searching and think about what kind of person they elected. A, A truly bad man. And surrounded by bad men. I mean, you know, who knows how much, you know, Biden is actually in control of what's what's coming out of the White House. But just really wicked stuff lately from mm-hmm. that. I mean, tr- like, it, to, to the point where, like, it makes me uncomfortable how, how wicked these people are.
0: I honestly think COVID has broken people. Like, it's it's broken my friends. I'm, I'm likely not going to see my friends in New Year's for the first time in 14 years because I'm not vaccinated. Oh, my goodness you know that's what it's done to people it's it's broken friendships it's broken families more so than 2016 did when you had people screaming at each other because they voted for Hillary or voted for, for Trump it's it's the same broken ideology but with gas thrown on top because everyone they, they truly believe everyone's life is at stake because of this if like the wrong person breathes on you you know when a democrat gets covid it's because of the right and when a person on the right gets covid it's because they deserved it like once you've got to that point where it's almost paganistic thinking, where you didn't sacrifice to the right God, or you didn't put the right mask on at the right time or jump through the right hoops. We're regressing as a society to the point where what can be done except pray to the the sun God for, for sun or rain? It's terrifying. But people like Biden are playing to the very, very base instincts in people. And unfortunately, a lot of people aren't even to say intelligent, I think this is a base level of intelligence of being rational and looking at people who have a political goal in mind and questioning what they're saying with that intent in mind. People aren't doing it. They're just living in fear. And I think it's a very, very, very uh, dangerous time. If you look at any bad thing that's happened in history, fear plays a huge role. And uh, I'm scared for where we're going in the future if we don't end this very quickly.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you're absolutely right. And I think there is just a Religious factor behind all of it as well. You know what I mean. And it's yes. it's the the left. Uh, they're giving their supporters this false sense of like morality. You know, like we're, we're both religious people, and, and like you know, we both believe. You know, you're Jewish. I'm a Christian. You know, we believe that we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. And what Biden and the Democrats are doing, what what the left is doing, not not just here, but in, you know, across the the West, is there they're like. They're giving leftists like an out of that. Yes. (laughs) You know know what I mean? They're saying, if you do this, then you are righteous. You you know what I mean? They're giving these unimpressive, unrighteous people this this false sense of righteousness where they get to like circumvent the Bible, essentially. Yeah. And and these people are eating it up, man. They're eating it up. They truly believe if they have 17 vaccine needles sticking out of their eyeballs, that they're godly. You know, it's like it's this false sense of moral superiority that they have over their neighbors, and it's sick. And it, what a wicked, satanic thing to do! is drive yeah. people to that place. What an evil, evil, wicked man you must be talking about Joe Biden. To, I mean, it, it's false script. It's like I mean, it's it's like this, you know, false scripture, right? It's like this demonic thing that they're pushing their supporters into it's it makes me sick it honestly just makes me sick
0: well it's it's breaking one of the ten commandments in that they're basically praying to a false idol which is virtue signaled medical security of you wear a mask you will be safe you follow our guidance you will be safe you take this vaccine you will be safe rather than just leaving people alone to make their own decisions and as you say for, for anyone to do it it's evil but for someone like biden who ran on claiming to be religious even though He's just yet another one of these pro-abortion Catholics, which doesn't really exist. To run as someone who is religious while also pushing a religion that is opposite to the one you ran on, I think is beyond despicable. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Evil. I mean, it's it's evil, man. (laughs) These are the stakes, man. It's elections have consequences. And boy, do they. Boy, do. Oh, yeah um ian my brother <laughs> just end on a super low note i that's apologize kind of everybody we, we end on low notes <laughs> i insult my own audience and then i just make everybody sad <laughs> oh man i apologize guys ian my brother thanks for doing this we'll do it again soon where can everybody uh read your stuff and follow you online keep in touch
0: yeah you can find me on the daily wire and uh, you can follow me on all social media that's ig is my handle Thanks as always, Brady. Uh, One day we'll have a nice conversation about positive things. That should be our goal for next year. But uh, until then, until then we'll we'll get into the depths of depression together.
1: I'm confident we'll we'll have at least one positive news cycle in the next calendar year. (laughs) (laughs) I still believe it can happen, man. Everybody follow Ian; he's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks.